Welcome to ADHD Flourishing, about living awesomely with autism and ADHD. You deserve recognition for both the challenges and the superpowers of this unique neurotype. Let's celebrate wisdom and support from real-life stories, and talk strategies to manage the difficulties of day-to-day life so we can move beyond that to thriving and building a sustainable and awesome life. If you want to be here, you are accepted here, and you belong. I'm your ADHD host, Mattia Murray. Let's do this. We are into the holiday season, which is just wild. I know that a lot of different cultures have a lot of different events between about October and mid-January or so. And if you do not personally partake in any of those cultural holidays, either because they're not yours or because you just don't care about them or don't like them, I think that's very, very valid. I did want to speak a little bit to Thanksgiving, which just happened. And while it is kind of a terrible holiday historically, I do enjoy eating food and getting together with friends. And while I was not spending time with any biological family during this particular holiday, I know from experience that being around family or the people who raised you or you know, anyone who you have that closeness with, who you've known for a long time, whether or not you get along, it's like the boss battle of emotional development. Whatever you've worked on in therapy, whatever you've figured out, whatever you've really started to integrate and apply in friendships or at work, when you get around family, it all just kind of goes out the window. And in particular, what I experience is this sort of inner child regression, which is what I was initially going to name this episode and focus on. However, I feel like that's actually a little bit too big of a topic that I'm not ready to jump into. So I wanted to talk a bit about how a very simple gratitude practice has been helpful for me in these situations, meaning emotionally charged, difficult situations. In particular, I'm thinking about family around the holidays, but you can apply this anywhere in your life that it makes sense. And I am not talking about a kind of gratitude practice that you may have had forced upon you potentially during these holiday, you know, Thanksgiving is particularly the one I think about where people talk about what they're grateful for. You may have had it kind of used as a tool to hurt you. So if even just the idea of gratitude feels too triggering for you because of that, just ignore this and skip the rest of this episode and I don't care. (laughs) Go, go do your own thing. The reason I used the word honest in front of it is because I don't find it helpful personally to ignore my feelings, to push down my thoughts about the world and what's happening. You know, for example, at this actual moment that I'm recording this, there are multiple terrible wars going on in the world where a ton of innocent people are dying. And that's very upsetting. I'm not trying to push that down or not be upset about that. And there is this other side of the experience where I personally am safe and my family is safe. And again, that doesn't get rid of the emotional difficulty when I'm seeing images and hearing about the atrocities that are happening. And at the same time, at a very basic physical level, I am physically safe and I know I'm going to be okay. And so for me, that's an example of 
just a, an honest piece of gratitude, which is, I am okay. And it's not like, oh, then I should be so happy or, you know, I, I'm not trying to make myself feel anything in particular. It's more of an acknowledgement for me of this reality that even though I can have big emotions about what's happening to other people, ultimately in my own little bubble world that I live in, I do have this particular privilege and safety at this time. Another example for me that's actually come up this holiday season is actually gratitude that I am not with family, even though I do have some family that I actually would love to see. And, you know, it would be lovely if that had worked out, but it didn't. So rather than, again, kind of maybe pushing down the part of me that's like disappointed that I couldn't spend time with family, the actual honest side of that is I'm really grateful that I have good relationships with some of my family, with my siblings. I'm grateful that I have no contact with my parents and don't have to deal with any of their bullshit. And I'm grateful that I have friends around and some really close friends who I can really enjoy time with and feel a lot of closeness with that has a familial side to it, I guess, in that relationship. And being completely honest, there is a part of me that's also a bit sad. So again, it's not about forcing myself into a particular emotional experience. The gratitude is not to cover up anything else. It's just being honest about the wide variety of things that I'm feeling. And something that's been very helpful to me in my own personal emotional life and emotional regulation is this realization that is twofold around emotions. One, in terms of the actual physiological sensations, we're usually only experiencing one emotion at once. Now, that's not universally true. And, you know, there are different ways that you could interpret it, or you may experience your emotions differently. But in general, in terms of the pure sort of hormonal rush, the sort of physiological things that happen with emotions, for the most part, we have one of those at a time. And at a more intellectual level or sort of over a period of time, we absolutely can have multiple emotional experiences or maybe less embodied a little bit more in our head experiences in particular. So when we have, you know, for example, that real awareness of what's going on in the world and this enjoyment of the people around me in this moment. Those really can both be happening at once. So for me, honest gratitude is just noticing, allowing, sometimes the noticing and naming, sort of saying what my experience is, even if it's just to myself. So some awareness of what's happening and then expressing what gratitude I do have for the elements of that that are pleasant, positive, or even neutral, because if there's a lot of terrible things and some neutral things, I feel gratitude for the neutral things relative to everything else, which again is not making myself or trying to pretend that I feel awesome. Or, you know, there can also be this shaming idea that we should feel a particular amount of gratitude for particular privileges or experiences. And then there can additionally be shame about how we're supposed to express that gratitude, 
right? That's kind of common, I feel like, from older family members, at least in my childhood. I was definitely supposed to be expressing my gratitude in a very particular way. And if you are around people who push your buttons, who trigger you this holiday season, honest gratitude can be a way to soften the interaction a bit. Again, only if this feels aligned with where you're at. But if you have an okay or neutral relationship with someone and you're feeling annoyed at them, if there is something in the interaction or something about them that you can genuinely reflect back to them in a grateful, gratitude kind of way, I do think that that can be a really lovely gift to give someone is just genuine appreciation. And again, it doesn't cover up anything they've done or anything else they might be doing that you don't like. But if you're looking for a way to interact more positively, if you're trying to stay out of old habitual patterns, trying to find something essentially nice to say, but you know, a specific gratitude towards someone, really simple examples, you know, maybe they cooked something that was really delicious or got you something that they know you like. That's a little bit of a funny one for me because my parents are particularly atrocious gift givers uh, because they don't give a shit. But anyway, you can even thank people for, I've heard this one that I like, which is instead of apologizing, thanking people. So for example, if you need to go take alone time and then you're returning back to be with folks rather than saying, Hey, sorry, I you know needed to go take alone time. You say, thank you for letting me go reset. I just needed to reset my brain. And there's so many little examples like this, where instead of apologizing, you can thank someone for helping you with this thing basically, or, or letting you do this thing. And part of the reason this tool has been really useful for me is actually because I had so many things in my childhood and so many traumas that shock therapists and <laughs> just like ridiculous stuff. It's really easy to focus on the negative or to talk about the negative when I'm with my siblings. It's really easy for us to get into kind of trauma processing mode, or at least that was something we did a lot for a number of years. And I'm not promoting toxic positivity. I am not promoting ignoring or pushing down feelings. And there are good things that I can talk about with my siblings. There are good memories that we can focus on sometimes. And what I've found is that elements of just gentle, honest gratitude help give me a more balanced perspective on my whole life because when you do a lot of trauma healing, it can be really easy to end up in this very trauma-focused place where our, our vision kind of narrows into, you know, the negative and processing the negative that happened, which is very important. And I don't want that to be my entire conversational experience for the whole rest of my life. So for me, this sort of idea of gratitude tempered with honesty and, you know, just being real about what's up. I found that to be a really nice bridge between where I was and part of where I wanted to be, which was honestly, part of it was just, I didn't want to bring up trauma all the time in situations where it might upset someone else. And that was one of my goals for a while was just to talk about trauma 
less. So this was one of the tools that I used when I was trying to do that. And now, funnily enough, I'm at the point where if somebody meets me in a social setting, unless for some reason my number of siblings and the fact that we were in the quiverful movement comes up, if that doesn't come up, there's oftentimes people will go away with the impression that I had a great childhood, which I think is kind of hilarious. And I just kind of let that stand, even though it's not true, because there is a part of me that kind of enjoys this almost alternate reality idea that, you know, if I only told someone all the good things about my life, they would have such a different impression. And that was actually an exercise I did at one point that was really cool. And I think I talked about it on the longer road uh, a while back, just this telling versions of my childhood from, you know, a kind of an all negative and an all positive perspective, just cherry picking and how interesting it is to notice how I feel when I do that. Because when it's all positive, again, there's an element of that that feels wrong to me because it's not true. But same thing with the all negative about my particular experience, because that's still a filter. It's still not the whole truth. So for me, taking a bit of a broader lens, looking at what's happening, where my emotions are at, the kinds of interactions that I'm having, and being able to intentionally notice and name and potentially talk about the elements that I'm grateful for that are going well, that change of focus for me does actually help me feel better. And of course, that's why I'm sharing this. That's the whole point of this. So if there's an element of this that's useful to you and makes you feel better, awesome. If this sparks an idea in you and you take it totally in your own direction and that feels better, awesome. I never want to introduce a tool for the purpose of harming yourself or gaslighting yourself. So if that's how gratitude feels to you, again, just ignore this. But for me, bringing in that element of honesty and just kind of acknowledging all of the multiplicities that are going on instead of trying to just narrow it down to just positivity has been actually helpful for my brain and I think helpful for my social relationships as well because people do like being around people who say nice things to them. And ideally, I would like those things to feel true to me and not just feel like masking. So I hope that that's helpful for you heading into or, you know, coming out of, depending on what your traditions are, this holiday season. And I hope you are finding some nice moments of rest. Thanks. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for being here and taking a moment for yourself. I hope the episode sparks some ideas or possibilities for your own journey. If you're looking for gentle ongoing support, I invite you to join the Like Your Brain community. It's a non-hierarchical and no pressure space to share our lived experiences together and learn from each other. Ask authentic questions, share your own wisdom, and be a part of building a safer space for folks with identities that are often marginalized. And if you're not yet ready to be seen in a group space, we've all been there, you can join the podcast support tier, which has a private podcast feed with some of the learnings from Like Your Brain and additional podcast content so you can absorb on your own terms and timeline. We're here whenever you're ready. The link is in the show notes or at patreon.com slash Mattia. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash M-A-T-T-I-A. Have a great week.